Hello and welcome to Crosstalk, where all things are considered. I'm Peter Lavelle. As winter approaches, some cold realities are setting in. The West's sanction war against Russia has failed. It is the West that is feeling the economic pain. And Ukraine's energy infrastructure is slowly being degraded. Common sense would dictate a major rethink. For these people in power, that is inconceivable. Cross-talking Ukraine, I'm joined by my guest, Matthew Arendt in Mo uh, Montreal. He is a senior fellow at the American University in Moscow and director of the Rising Tide Foundation of Canada. And with him, we have Anthony Weber. He is an independent political commentator. And in Los Angeles, we cross to Payen. He is a strategic planning consultant, a private equity advisor, and an independent economic analyst. All right, gentlemen, cross-talk rules in effect. That means you can jump in anytime you want, and I always appreciate it. Pai, I'm going to go to you first in Los Angeles because you got up earliest for this program, and it's much appreciated by all of us here. In the broadest sense, what is really at stake here? Because we have all of these apocalyptic pronouncements coming about, you know, Joe Biden with his loose talk about Armageddon, which is completely disgraceful and irresponsible. And then we have um, figures like Joseph Burrell, of uh, uh, the, the EU foreign policy chief, uh, Stoltenberg, the head of, the, of NATO, saying, you know, a, a defeat for, a victory for Russia is a defeat for the collective West. My words, okay, paraphrasing here. It's very apocalyptic on, on one side. What is at stake here? Because it looks to me that the West is afraid of being humiliated. Go ahead in Los Angeles. Well, Ukraine, uh, first of all, Ukraine is NATO's sacrificial lamb toward essentially preventing not just Russian, this is forgotten in Western press or just tactically omitted, not just Russian, but wider Eurasian economic comeuppance against essentially, you know, over a century and a half of transatlantic hegemony regardless of how fiscally teetering that uh, hegemony might be at the moment. Uh, just wanted to make a, a note. Uh, this is n uh, forbidden information within any sort of uh, Western press regarding Russia and to address the issue of wider stakes. Uh, regarding Russia, no one in mainstream corporate Atlantis' press is allowed to ask simple questions, such as just why weren't Gorbachev or Yeltsin, or even Putin from 1999 until about 2003, considered the penultimate evil on Earth? Why Putin and Russia since then? The answer is because the Kremlin decided to outpace Anglo-American energy Yep. as far as its resource book of the past 160 years by relying on its innately vast pools of oil and natural gas for projecting economic power. Yet it was John D. Rockefeller who infamously said that, quote-unquote, competition is a sin, hence this manic drive for regime-changing Moscow back right. into ideally a drunken, inept, and thus Western-compliant Yeltsin figure, or better yet, a Volodymyr Tony Montana's Zelensky figure while uh, splitting Russia ideally into pieces and appropriating its resources once again. The stakes have never been higher for the ruling transatlantic occult establishment elite who are at this point willing to sacrifice billions of people if necessary to retain right. and scale their political, economic, technocratic, and metaphysical power. They collectively make Dr. Strangelove, Dr. Strangelove look like Mr. Bean. 
You know, it, 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 for, to, to uh, uh, add flesh to what uh, Pai just said here, go back to the history of the Yukos affair, and that's where it all started. Pai is absolutely right. Putin's a reformer. He's a Westerner. And then the Yukos affair happened, and it's been downhill ever since because Russia is uh, protecting its economic resources, primarily energy. Matthew, let me go to you. Because we've heard all of this talk, no negotiations, no, uh, not, don't give up one inch of ground, all of this here, which is actually um, a signal that, okay, fine, we don't need to negotiate. We're going to end this the hard way. And the, and the, and the, and the West is saying, and they already know that Ukraine probably can't win this, but they're going to continue to support its, its uh, war effort here. I mean, this is absolutely idiocy and nonsense. And as Pai has pointed out, the billions of people around the world that are going to be impacted are being impacted by this. Go ahead, Matthew. Well, yes, as, as Lindsey Graham famously recently said, uh, we're, they're willing to fight to the last Ukrainian, and that's great. Uh, they really just see the people who live in Ukraine as just pure cannon fodder, uh, and this is really coming out loud and clear.